Trapcast Express. Tradcast Express, it's Friday, February 8th, 2019. Chaos Frank has struck again. As you probably already know, Francis went to Abu Dhabi United Arab Emirates earlier this week, and he dropped a bombshell of apostasy there. Together with the Grand Imam Ahmad Al-Tayyib, he signed a joint declaration on human fraternity for world peace and living together. Now, that thing is a milestone, a landmark document in the progression of apostasy begun with the Second Vatican Council and John XXIII's pseudo-encyclical Pacem Interis. The document does not simply repeat the usual modernist errors of religious liberty and all that, but goes a significant step further. Here is a verbatim quote from that declaration, which, again, Francis put a signature to. Quote, Freedom is a right of every person. Each individual enjoys the freedom of belief, thought, expression, and action. The pluralism and the diversity of religions, color, sex, race, and language are willed by God in his wisdom, through which he created human beings. This divine wisdom is the source from which the right to freedom of belief and the freedom to be different derives, unquote. This is blasphemy. This is apostasy. To say that all religions, not just the only true one, but also all the false ones, are willed by God, who is truth itself, and are the result of his divine wisdom, is a direct insult against our Lord so monstrous that words cannot express it sufficiently. It is also apostasy because if it were true that God wills not just the Catholic religion to exist, but also Protestantism, Judaism, Islam, paganism, voodoo, and so forth, then all of God's revelation would be a lie. Everything would be over. Missionary activity and evangelization would be a joke. You could take all of Catholicism and throw it in the trash. And of course, that's exactly what Francis wants you to do. He just won't say it like that. Now, I know that what I'm about to say is going to shock some people, but it needs to be said because it is very important to understand this. Francis putting his signature to that document, to the document that contains this apostasy and blasphemy, is a sin against the first commandment and much worse, much worse than the bill that Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York signed the other day that legalizes abortion up to the moment of birth. Don't get me wrong. Abortion is a most heinous and despicable crime at all stages of pregnancy. It is one of the four sins that cry to heaven for vengeance. But what Francis just did is even worse. It is even worse for a number of reasons, such as, one, because it is a direct attack on God himself. Abortion primarily attacks the creature. Apostate blasphemy directly attacks God himself. Two, because it accuses God of lying and deceiving. If all religions have their origin in God's will and wisdom, 
well then obviously what he revealed to us in both the Old and New Covenants is false. And three, because it doesn't cause people's physical demise, but their eternal spiritual ruin. Aborted children go to limbo, a place in which they're deprived of the beatific vision, but at least they're not suffering any pain. It's a state of natural happiness, kind of like we can experience here on earth. But apostates go to hell for all eternity. So these are three reasons why what Bergoglio did is so much worse than even the most heinous and sadistic abortion laws. If you want more information about the document Francis signed, please go to our blog at novosordowatch.org/wire and look for the post Apostasy in Abu Dhabi. Francis says God wills diversity of religions, published on February 4th. Now, Bergoglio's act of apostasy is so bad that various pundits from the Novus Ordo Church immediately jumped into action and tried to save the passage from its obvious meaning because they know that if the passage is allowed to speak for itself without any spin, then Francis has committed apostasy and the whole show is over. This time, not only were the semi-trads upset, but also many mainstream Novus Ordos. That's how blatant the apostasy is, that even the average Novus Ordo has to ask himself, well, dude, if all religions are from God, then what's the point of Catholicism? Fair question. So, the Novus Ordo Catholic News Agency brought in Dr. Chad Pecknold, the theologian from the so-called Catholic University of America, to assure everyone that when Francis said God wills a pluralism and diversity of religions, that he didn't mean that God wills a diversity and pluralism of religions. In a February 5th article entitled Pope Francis Signs Peace Declaration on Human Fraternity with Grand Imam, Pecknold is quoted as follows, quote, It is puzzling and potentially problematic, but in the context of the document, the Holy Father is clearly referring not to the evil of many false religions, but positively refers to the diversity of religions only in the sense that they are evidence of our natural desire to know God. God wills that all men come to know him through the free choice of their will, and so it follows that a diversity of religions can be spoken about as permissively willed by God without denying the supernatural good of one true religion. Actually, that's not quite what Francis said. If Francis had meant that God simply permits the evil of a plurality of religions for some greater good, then he could have and would have said exactly that. But there's no possible way that Francis meant that. You know why? Let's go back to the actual wording. Quote, The pluralism and the diversity of religions, color, sex, race, and language, are willed by God in his wisdom, through which he created human beings. Unquote. So Francis lumps it all together. Religion, color, sex, race, and language. Now, if Pecknold were right, then Francis would be saying that God merely permits the evil of different religions, different colors, different sexes, different races, and different languages. Do you see the problem here? God didn't simply permit different sexes. He created them himself, male and female, 
he created them. It says in Genesis 1, 27. And God created the different languages as a punishment for building the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11, verse 7, and so forth. So, no, Pecknold's attempt to exonerate Francis of apostasy won't fly. There is no way the Frankster meant that God only tolerates the plurality and diversity of religions any more than he merely tolerates different sexes, races, or languages. But hey, we're not the only ones taking issue with Pecknold's argumentation. The conservative novel's auto site LifeSiteNews.com consulted a Dominican theologian who said flat out that the obvious sense of the passage in question is heretical, and he called Pecknold's reading a strained and unnatural interpretation. In other words, spin. And he added, quote, You might as well say that someone who said that gassing Jews was good only meant that it is good that we have the chemical and physiological knowledge that makes it possible, unquote. Ooh, <laughs> bam, right on, well said. Yep, that uh, puts it into perspective, doesn't it? Unfortunately, the Dominican theologian who said this wants to remain nameless, so we don't know who he is, but uh, he's definitely got that point right. Now, on his blog, uh, Mr. John Zulstorf also attempted to exonerate Francis on February 5th, and he offered pretty much the same flawed argumentation as Dr. Pecknold did, but he prefaced his remarks with this interesting sentence, quote, We must seek a way to understand this without it sounding like heresy, unquote. False, Mr. Z, false. We must seek a way to understand it as it was intended to be understood, and that sense is discerned by what is said, how it is said, and in what context it is said. And when you do that, the only conclusion you can come up with is that Francis intended heresy, in fact, apostasy. And the last thing we need is more theological shysters trying to get Francis off the hook because they don't want to admit that he's a heretic and an apostate. But there you have Zulstorff's clear admission right up front that he's not interested in finding out what Francis said or meant, but only in spinning the passage in such a way as to save him from the accusation of heresy. Well, that's the tail wagging the dog. And all it accomplishes is it keeps alive and viable Francis' claim to being the Pope. That's all it does, and that's all it's meant to do. Truth has nothing to do with it. This is only about expediency. Oh, and then there's the hilarious case of the Anglican-turned-Novosardo priest, Mr. John Hunwick. You know, I still don't quite grasp the purpose of this man's blog. Anyway, in a February 6th post, he commends Mr. Zulstorff for his, quote, characteristically fine and intelligent interpretation of Pope Francis' words, unquote. And then a few lines later, he says, quote, But I do think it is outrageous that pastors and academics should have to waste their time dreaming up these interpretations of yet another Pope Francis disaster, unquote. <laughs> this man is a comedy act. See, he knows very well that it's a bunch of BS, but then he doesn't want to be a set of a so he'll just 
say whatever he needs to say to retain the convenient status quo. It's a disgrace. The semi-trad church historian Professor Roberto de Mattei has also weighed in on the issue, and he at least doesn't try to defend Francis or anything. He points out that Francis was promoting Freemasonry in Abu Dhabi, and that is exactly what he did. Uh, but de Mattei finishes his article with a hilarious comment. He says, quote, in reality, Freemasonry continues to be condemned by the church, even if the men of the church at the highest levels seem to embrace its ideas, unquote. Uh-huh. Well, in other words, the church condemns Freemasonry, it's just that the Pope and his bishops don't. <laughs> really? What an idiotic thing to say. I'm sorry. Now, of course, de Mattei is not an idiot. Uh, what's going on here is that he is a semi-trad who doesn't want to say that Francis cannot be a true pope and that the Novus Ordo Church cannot be the Catholic Church. And so because of that, he has to come up with all kinds of absurdities like that. Christopher Ferrara, too, had something to say on the matter, but it was surprisingly restrained. Oh, you know, just one more act of apostasy by the supposed pope, so... Nothing to get too upset about, just business as usual. See, these people have long stopped believing in the papacy as traditionally taught by the church. And why? Because they don't want to believe that the See of Peter is vacant. That's all that's driving this. They would rather have a defective church and a defective pope where the Ark of Salvation has become the Ark of Apostasy, as long as there is a warm body to sit in that chair. They would prefer that over the great mystery of an eclipsed church with no clear or certain answers. They'd rather have the wrong answers for sure than no answers or doubtful answers. Kind of like the Israelites when they worshipped the golden calf, you know. They wanted something tangible while their leader was gone. It didn't matter that it was something of their own creation, an idol. They wanted their worship ceremonies, and right or wrong, darn it, they were going to have them. By the way, on his return flight to Rome from Abu Dhabi, aboard Airhead One, Francis addressed the fraternity document he signed and said this, quote, I want to restate this clearly. From the Catholic point of view, the document does not deviate one millimeter from Vatican II. Unquote. Well, no doubt about it. The problem is, it deviates heaps from all the other councils. From the Catholic ecumenical councils. But of course, these people only believe in their abominable robber synod, of Vatican II. They basically believe that the Catholic Church began with John XXIII which, ironically, their modernist church actually did. Before we go, we need to look at one more thing about this fraternity document. The website wherepeteris.com, it should really be called where Judas is, but wherepeteris.com is a veritable Novus Ordo shrine for Francis' worship. The writers there are so far gone that they applaud and defend everything that Francis says and does, 
and they critique the conservative and semi-trad members of their own church. And so on February 6th, Adam Rasmussen published an article there entitled, Pope Francis and Grand Imam Sign Joint Statement on Human Fraternity. In it, he correctly rejects Dr. Pecknold's false twisting of Francis' words into God merely tolerating false religions, but then he lambasts Pecknold for calling Islam a false religion. And he writes, quote, Traditionalists are trying hard to resurrect this regrettable way of thinking that the Catholic magisterium has sought to bury, unquote. And Rasmussen points out that nowhere do you find the term false religions in Vatican II or the Novus Ordo Popes. Well, no kidding. That's definitely true, but the point is that you find that talk in basically all of the popes, the true popes, and councils before the death of Pope Pius XII. Should tell you something, shouldn't it? Now, Rasmussen understands perfectly well what Francis said and meant, but instead of rejecting it as manifest apostasy, he tries to defend it and fails miserably. All he is able to do in defense of Francis is, quote, Evangelii Gaudium, which is one of Francis' own documents, and he provides a quote by another modernist Jesuit. And, of course, something from Vatican II. Well, if that doesn't prove he's right, huh? By the way, this Adam Rasmussen fellow has a Ph.D. in theology from the so-called Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., Oh my, how far we've come. In his 1907 encyclical Pascendi Dominici Against Modernism, which he called the synthesis of all heresies, Pope St. Pius X wrote, quote, Indeed, modernists do not deny, but actually maintain, some confusedly, others frankly, that all religions are true, unquote. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to draw the conclusion. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.